This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand on the air. It's time for Right Spot with Dunedin UNESCO's City of Literature. Well, Jacinda Ruru is an award-winning professor of law at the University of Otago, also co-director of Napai Ote Maramatanga, uh, New Zealand's Centre of Māori Research Excellence and more. Uh, Jacinta's been working on a book, uh, Nakete Mataranga, and this book it tells the story of 24 Māori academics who share their journeys, revealing what being Māori has meant to them in their work. And we're going to have the pleasure of uh, talking to Jacinta now, but also your opportunity to hear more about this as part of Dunedin Writers and Readers Festival, which is coming up between the 6th and the 9th of May, not too far away now. Jacinta Morena, thanks for joining us on the Awesome Morning Show. Kia ora, Morena. Thank you for the opportunity. Jacinta, tell us about the, the origins of this book. Yeah, so... Um we really wanted to be able to tell an amazing story and provide New Zealanders with an insight into what it means to be Māori working in a university environment, what it means to be a Māori researcher. And I suppose our real aspirations for how this whole tertiary sector could be even better, particularly if our tertiary sector is going to really recognise and value mā tauranga, so Māori science, alongside all the amazing Western sciences that we already have firmly embedded within the tertiary sector. So we brought together 24 Māori scholars from around the world, uh, from not around the world, from around New Zealand, and... Um, they represent many different disciplines, we sort of say from the A to Z, so from anthropology to zoology, um, with you know, ecology, physical education, physics, um, English, history, um, all of that in there. And it just really tells how, um, I suppose, first of all, as Māori, many of us um, don't have you know the parents, the grandparents, the neighbours who have gone on to do tertiary studies. So for many of us as Māori, um, you know, we're first in family to go to university. So we talk about, you know, what were some of those real drivers for us. Many of us are growing, you know, grew up in homes, um, you know, without a car, without a television, but often had books and there was a real valuing of knowledge, you know, right back, you know, has always been within Māori families. And then that curiosity to know more led us on into, um, going to university, falling in love with our disciplines, and then I suppose there's some feelings of being displaced from those disciplines uh, because they're not doing the best that they could be doing. I think there's so much more that we could be doing here in Aotearoa if we open our hearts and our minds um, to allowing our mātauranga, Māori knowledges to really help drive some of our solutions for Aotearoa and New Zealand. So just an exciting uh, moment for us. Yeah, of course. And and I guess potentially many different audiences for this. And one of those audiences clearly would be the institutions themselves. I mean, one of the facts that you turned up or surprised by was that only about 5% of academic staff at universities in Aotearoa, New Zealand, are Māori. Yeah, so the book has two primary audiences, or three primary audiences, really. One is to our Māori whānau. We're really wanting to say... There's a place for you and your, 
you know, your, your, your young ones to come on to university, to be part of this whole um, tertiary education movement. Another audience is, you know, for all of New Zealanders to have a better insight and understanding into what is Māori knowledge, what is Mātauranga Māori, what are these opportunities? And then that third audience is really for our leaders in the country and particularly the leaders in the tertiary context. To, and, and, and that, that message that we're, we're really strongly saying to our tertiary leaders in particular is that we need to seriously look to decolonise the tertiary sector and by that I mean we've got to create space to recognise Māori, Māori leadership, Māori writing, Māori knowledge. So only five, at most really, five percent of the tertiary workforce across the country is Māori. Um, most departments, so most academic departments would have no Māori staff in there at all. So we've got students coming through and learning about you know, whole disciplines are never seeing a Māori lecturer in their whole time at university study. Um, some departments will have, um, you know, may have Māori, but usually it'll just be one on their own. So a Māori member of staff will be isolated. You know, that's not great either. I thought, you know, I'm um, for 20 years I sat in the Faculty of Law at the University of Otago on my own. It really stifles creativity and opportunity. And where we do, and this is what this book really tells the story, is amazing Māori who have been trained to the highest level, for example, like PhDs in physics, but they're not getting positions in physics. Uh, they're working over in Māori studies departments. So most Māori in the university will sit within Māori studies departments, and that's, you know, we need flourishing Māori studies departments, but we also need flourishing physics, psychology, history departments as well, with Māori, you know, strongly embedded in there. How does, how do those kind of statistics, that 5%, compare to um, Māori actually studying in those disciplines? So it's really exciting, and, you know, in recent years we've had a real increase in Māori students coming to university. So that's, you know, Māori students at universities, you know, well above that 5% academic representative number. Um, and, and that's really exciting, something to be really proud of. But, I, you know, I, I don't think we're doing them a great service, um, and I think we're at risk, potentially, of what their experience is going to be like in a tertiary context if they're, if they're coming to university and not seeing Māori present. Many of these students are coming with um, great te reo, uh, Māori language capability. You know, some are fluent in te reo. They've gone through the whole kūra uh, system, going through primary, secondary school, and then coming into that university environment. I think, I think there's so much more that we can do in that tertiary context to really welcome and ensure that our Māori students, who are increasing in numbers, get the education that they deserve, but all New Zealanders do as well, that all New Zealanders get this opportunity uh, to learn and be part and feel you know, strongly part of New Zealand and this amazing Māori knowledge, you know, a thousand years of Māori knowledge here in these lands. And, and I really think it's time for us as a country to really know that more and to celebrate and make room for our Māori knowledges to sit alongside our Western sciences. With 24 individuals contributing their perspectives to this book, I imagine there's a range of responses to what 
they have come up against. Is there any sense that they're um, tired uh, of banging their head against the wall? Are there those who feel as though they are making um, headway on this issue? Um, I suppose there's a range of responses. Yeah, there is a range of responses. Look, there's, and we're all still in the tertiary sector, so we still strongly believe that there's a place of hope and aspiration and possibilities for change. So we're still all there. But there are a lot of stories in here about that real struggle and the real hurt. So, for example, you've got Marama Muru Lanning, an amazing um, academic up at uh, University of Auckland, who left the anthropology department um, feeling that she didn't have a place there. You know, she really strongly felt that there was no um, hoe or generosity in that department. And, and that's, that story resonates across most of the experience in the book. Most of those 24 Māori academics are talking about feeling isolated, not welcomed within their discipline. Um, you've got some, like Naomi Simmons, working at the University of Waikato in geography, didn't feel as though she could bring a critical lens to geography, and so had to move and step aside over into the Wānanga at Awanui Arani. So there's many of these stories coming through. But what's also underlying it is a real deep love, like there's this um, crucial Watani from Massey University, she talked about this falling in love with philosophy so there's a real deep love for the actual discipline and you know that real aspiration to try and work within that discipline just to create some, some you know, some space, some opportunity to talk about what our Māori knowledges are. And so, for example, we're trying to do that within law. We're trying to, alongside our Western inherited law, we're trying to create some space to recognise our tikanga Māori, the first laws of these countries. And I think with this end-end approach, we've got an enormous amount to contribute and prepare our students for this workforce and the requirements going through you know, in, in future years. So would you say that within the book lie the seeds of a way forward? Yes, yes, most certainly. We conclude at the end with sort of eight key messages for our for our leaders um, that that are both um, that both prov- that provide a real sense of our hurt right now, but also that aspiration for going forward, and that we have so much hope, you know, for that intergenerational change and for our future, and we know that we have the capacity to really imagine what a tertiary context here in Aotearoa New Zealand might look like if we are truly, you know, really recognising Māori knowledge, you know, our Pacific knowledge, sitting within this Asian Pacific realm, you know, what this might mean. And, of course, holding on to also all our important English traditions and knowledge as well. Jacinta, no book um, uh, gets out without a considerable amount of support from from others. Just uh, this is a, an opportunity, I guess, just to take a moment to tell our listeners uh, how uh, a they can get their hands on this book, but also uh, who have been instrumental in making it uh, a reality. Yeah, so there, you're right. There's been many, and it's been an amazing journey. It's a beautiful book, and I really hope readers will get an opportunity, listeners will get an opportunity to be able to look at this book. It's filled with beautiful photography from great Grant Maiden and portrait photography. So there's like Jane Kitson down in Invercargill in her wetsuit collecting Kai Moana. Uh, there's Ocean Mercia sitting in the kitchen with her mum having a cup of tea. You know, there's beautiful photographs all throughout this book. Hedy Moana, um, Ikotoni. Uh, she did this most incredible, uh, Mania Poto artist did this most incredible artwork for 
um, each of our artists that really embed the whole mātauranga of the book um, ties and weaves it all together. The book itself is published by Otago University Press and so it's available to purchase I like it in Dunedin, Utapoti here, the university bookshop, I know definitely has copies, um, but off the University of Otago Press, um, you can go on there on that website and find the details. Uh, Ngā Pāo Te Maramatanga, New Zealand's Māori Centre of Research Excellence, and the Royal Society Te Aparangi have been instrumental in enabling this book. And you're going to have an opportunity also uh, to celebrate and discuss the book at a session during Dunedin Writers and Readers Festival coming up uh, this session on Thursday the 6th of May, 5.30pm at Dunedin Public Art Gallery. Um, What do you hope to cover in that session? Look, I really hope to cover the the aspiration, the the real key messages that we have in here. There's a huge celebration of Māori success. All these 24 Māori scholars are highly succeeding in the tertiary context. You know, they're winning national, international awards. So they've got amazing stories that we can talk about across, you know, many disciplines in the tertiary sector. But also anyone who's interested in thinking about decolonisation, um, you know, opportunities to become, you know, bicultural, multicultural. We'll be talking about all of that as well. Nā kete mataranga, Māori scholars at the Research Interface. That's the book, uh, and that session, Thursday 6th of May, 5.30 at Dunedin Public Art Gallery. Now also, Jacinta, you're also involved in what will be uh, an amazing session the following day, Friday the 7th of May, also at the Dunedin Public Art Gallery, Navigating the Stars, Māori Creation Myths. Tell us about this session. Oh, look, this is with the most incredible author, author Whittier Maida. So Whittier Maida is the most incredible Māori author. I often talk personally, you know, when I was like a young, I don't know, 14-year-old um, in an English class at a, at a high school uh, in Queenstown at Wakatipu High. For the first time, I was given a piece of writing by a Māori author, and this was Whittier Maida's work, and his story was entitled The Yellow Brick Road, and it talked about a Māori family travelling in the North Island to the big lights of the Wellington city. And it was about, I suppose, racism in our country back in the 1970s. And it was the first time I was seeing a Māori author um, or anyone writing about our Māori experiences here in New Zealand. So he's been a really instrumental figure for Aotearoa New Zealand, um, for many of us as New Zealanders. His most latest book, Navigating the Stars, is an incredibly generous book where he is enabling all of us as New Zealanders to better understand our Māori stories, our Māori stories for the lands and waters that are around us and um, a glimpse into Te Ao Māori, the Māori world. So it's going to be an incredibly rich, amazing session. I'm you know, a huge fan of him and it's going to be one of the highlights of my whole career being able to sit on stage with him and talk with him about his book. Well, we better get down on our tickets for that. Dunedinwritersfestival.co.nz for tickets for that session on Friday the 7th of May, 5.30 the Dunedin Public Art Gallery. Uh, it will fill up fast, and I know that a lot of these festival events already are. So, uh, Jacinta Ruru, thank you so much for taking some time to join us here for our Right Spot uh, and also to Dunedin UNESCO City of Literature for bringing us this uh, session every fortnight on the, the awesome morning show. Kia ora. Kia ora, thank you. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.